Welcome to the BTB Project. Impossible is nothing. Let's do this. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Today, I'm going to be having a conversation with my own two girls, Adeline and McKenna. And we're going to be diving into discipline when it comes to their life and in their respective sports. My daughter Adeline is a tennis player, and my daughter McKenna is in ballet. And we talk through some of the challenges that they had in their respective sports, but also some of the ways that they've been able to overcome it. We also dive into mindset. We talk about how we can overcome some of the fears and anxieties we have when we're performing or when we're playing matches, and being able to optimize our life each and every day. It was a fun conversation. It's going to inspire you as the listener, and let's get into it. Don't be afraid of the dark. Be careful with stars. Not every light is going to guide you, Welcome to the BTB Project, designed to empower listeners to identify their why and to live their best lives no matter the circumstances. My name is Coleman Gerhardt, a former athlete and motivational coach I've had the opportunity to inspire thousands through my story and help accomplish what they are built to be. You'll be encouraged by each and every episode, and let's get into it. Yeah, when I blow up, I'm a sore high like Peter Pan. In real life, be living out my dreams. If I'm waking up, it's in a foreign It's an absolute honor today to be able to kind of shed light into my world, which includes being a dad. And... With incredible humility, I would like to welcome my two daughters, Adeline and McKenna, to the BTB Project. Welcome, girls. Thank you. Hi. Excellent. So what I would like to start with is both of you are involved in athletics, and both of you know that mom and dad were part of athletics back in the day but it'd be kind of neat to talk through both of your respective sports and learn a little bit more about some of the things you guys take on each and every day. So I'm going to start with McKenna. McKenna, would you mind sharing with the listeners the sport that you participate in and some of the things that you like about it? Well, I do ballet, and I started when I was three, so I've been doing it for about five, six years. Wow. And it's really been fun for me, because I get to hang out with my friends, and sometimes, I mean, there are a couple teachers that can be, like... Strict? Yeah, sure. Sure, yeah. And it it challenges myself, which I like challenging myself in ballet. Yeah. Because it makes it more fun. So, yeah. Very cool. Excellent. And then next, I would like to ask Adeline, what is your sport? And tell me a little bit about what excites you. I do tennis, and I think it's a lot of fun because you're a coach. And I feel like you can interest me more and tell me how I can be better. 
and it's in a way that I know you're my dad, so I can take it in a loving way. And I think it's really like a family sport, kind of. My uncle does it. Our cousins do it. You do it. Mom does it. Now, it hasn't always been that way, right? No, you got everybody into it. <laughs> well, I don't know if I got everybody into it, but maybe you can speak to what caused tennis to be something that the family wanted to dive into more. When did you start seeing the change? I started seeing it when I started like take it more seriously and then I started sharing it with the family and then everybody was like whoa that's like a really cool sport maybe we should try it out and that's kind of how it all started. That's awesome. Yes it's been a really fun sport for the entire family to take part in and I think it's uh exciting for the listeners to hear about what both you guys are involved in and I think it's important to even at a young age both you guys have had to tap into discipline into your respective sports and discipline can come from many different parts of life whether it's something that you do in school whether it's something that you do outside of sports, whether it's chores or things that mom and dad ask you guys to do, discipline is an important part of life. So McKenna, I would love for you to talk to the listeners about, I know that ballet started for you pretty young, but based off of some of the things you've just experienced, like your summer intensive, could you maybe talk to how you've had to utilize discipline in ballet well so basically like there was this one class in intensive and we were being like all giggly like we were a little bit out of control wait how old are you nine you were nine and you were out of control with your friends meaning like get out of dodge meaning like we were being all crazy ah buck wild Mm -hmm. and not a buck tooth but buck wild right Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so our teacher kept on like reminding us to be calm, but we like kept on being like all crazy. Like we couldn't really handle ourselves. Right. And so it kind of got the teacher to be mad. Now, was the teacher mad or was the teacher trying to help you understand discipline in that moment? Yeah, she was trying to show us discipline. Right. So first and foremost, is it okay to have fun doing ballet? Yeah, it is. Is it also important to to have discipline? Yeah, of course. And were you able to find the balance in that moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And even though it was hard for your teacher to give you that feedback, was it something that allowed you to get better or get worse? Well, it allowed me to get better because it really made me aware of when I need to show myself discipline. Mm. And yeah. Excellent. Adeline, I know that tennis has been something where our paths have crossed, but it's something that what's exciting to me is that it's been something that you've taken into your own form and as much as it's been something that's been part of my life, I know for a fact that you've been in situations where you've had to tap into discipline 
in tennis. Can you share with the listeners some of those moments or a moment where you had to tap into discipline? Well, I play matches and I like to goof around and I'm very sweet. And Wait, are some- you a jokester? I, yes. Ah, okay. And sometimes I'm a really sweet person, so I'm sweet to everybody. And sometimes I can be a little too nice to my competitors. And sometimes it's good to be nice, but you also need to be in a headset and not make too much of a relationship with them. You need to have your head in the game. So that's something that I need to practice discipline on is how do you can be nice to people, but you need to still have your head in the game. I would love for you to talk a little bit to the listeners about headset. And I think what you mean is mindset. Yes. What have you learned about mindset? And I know that you're talking particularly about a match, but when it comes to practice and learning the sport that you love in tennis, where does mindset come in to where it's helped you improve? My mindset is very important to me. And I think that as a younger tennis player, don't get like too into it, but because I'm still little, um, I don't like telling myself that. Nah, you're, I mean, <laughs> hey, you're 11 going on 38, <laughs> so you're not too little. Thank you very much. I'm littler and, <laughs> and mindset is a good thing, but I still need to have room for myself to joke around and have fun with my coaches and my teammates, but my mindset is usually getting better. Every time that I go to practice, a quote that you say is just 1% better. And 1% better is 100% better to me because if I can improve 1% better each day, then I can get better when I get older. And I started tennis when I was, what, like five? Yes, I remember, and... McKenna, you can relate to this as well because I know that your main activity is ballet, but there was a there was a time and a place where we got the power wheels on the court mm-hmm. and we had some rackets and we had some balls and we also played a couple matches. We got to play a couple matches. So maybe what would be really cool is Kenna, would you mind sharing about some of the experiences you've had with tennis and how it's helped with your discipline in ballet? Well, so basically, I really like playing because I think that tennis is a really good like sport, and I think it's a really good disciplining sport. And I have had some experiences was tennis. I've played a couple matches and not only experiences, but can you remind the listeners of what happened last summer? You were a junior team tennis champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how in the world are you saying that tennis was just something that you were doing? You actually had some success. Yeah, I did. So people want to know how and why we're listening. Um, <laughs> Well, I feel like I, like, but I did win a trophy. Yeah. Thanks to my sister and me. But 
Was there pressure? Yeah. Was it stressful? Was it hard? It was hard, but in a fun way. Right. And I think what's really neat is compared to most of the people on the team, how old were you compared to your teammates and your competition? Were you younger or older? I was way younger. Right. So knowing that you had some success in tennis under those circumstances, how has that helped you with ballet? Well, some people say that tennis can help with ballet. And so that's why, so I won a junior trophy thingamajig. Junior team tennis trophy. Yeah. Um, We can call it a thingamajig if you want. (laughs) And when my dad used to tell me that if I did tennis, it would help me improve with my ballet. And then I started to get into tennis. And um, I played for a couple months. A couple years. Really? Who's counting, though? (laughs) (laughs) No one. And so I feel like tennis could be a great sport that I could do. And um, I feel like it could really help me improve. And it has over the past Yeah, I think it's important to understand that tennis has been an important part of your life, but it wasn't your main sport passion. And that throughout your life and your very short life, being able to do multiple things can help complement what you're really passionate about. Yeah. So that experience that you had with junior team tennis last summer allowed you to excel with what you're doing with ballet. And I'm excited to share more about how ballet has continued to escalate for you. But I want to go back to your sister real quick yeah, and ask Adeline, when it comes to tennis, you've had some incredible breakthroughs recently with going from not only aging up because the ball changes from going from 10 to 11 years old, but you and I have had an opportunity to be on the court and we've had some hitting sessions that have just been really awesome. And for the listeners, I didn't start playing tennis till I was 14 years old and my daughters started much younger and Adeline's been able to catch on to the sport of tennis pretty quick. And I remember having a guest on my podcast, uh, coach Greg Patton, who talks about a blissful hit and a blissful hit is essentially going out, listening to some music And just hitting some balls back and forth and having the ball be to the rhythm of the music. When it comes to your game, Adeline, and some of those times that we've got to hit, what are some memorable moments to you when it comes to how you've learned to hit the ball? And maybe talk to the listeners about your playing style and how you like to hit it. Well, you are a coach, so we get a lot of opportunities to go out on the courts and hit. T- and tennis is a really big outlet for me. So whenever I'm mad, I'll be like, could we just go hit some tennis balls? Mm. And I come back and I'm all the way happy. And I'm just like, I had a good time. That really helped me. What about hitting tennis balls allows you to feel that? I, I use the word decompression or 
blow off some steam. What about hitting a ball? Like maybe, maybe give an example of a day that you had back in the day where maybe it wasn't what you wanted it to be at school or at home and you got to the tennis court and it ended up being an outlet for you. Well, I got bullied. Usually I got bullied in fourth grade and because of my weight. And this is how our roads can connect. Mm. And you and mom have been a really big support for me. And tennis was an outlet for me back then because I was able to go move my body. And when you move off your body, it doesn't just affect your movement. It affects your brain and your mindset. And when I move my body, my mindset is a totally different mindset when I move my body. And I think that tennis is an amazing sport. And I think that anybody can do great things with it. So I'm glad that tennis can be an outlet for me because that's really the only sport that I'm into right now and that I have like a big mindset. And I had to practice a lot of discipline with my other like things in life, like sugar and how I feed my body. When I go move my body, there's a way that you make it fun. And I think tennis is a way that I can move my body and it is fun for me. That's really awesome for you to share because when it comes to the game of tennis and something that's been important in my life, it's not only been a family sport, but it's been an outlet for difficult circumstances. And I can't stress it enough for the listeners that it's, you know, 2023, it's a difficult time in life to grow up, you know, being a kid or being a teenager in today's day and age and to find healthy outlets is so critical. And I know that tennis was something that was important to me growing up and it's been important to you, Adeline and and Kenna, your time too on the court, I think is really cool, but I want to pass it back to Kenna real quick is being able to develop some of that discipline and ballet and to make it full circle is, you know, my mom loved getting on point and being part of ballet. So I always teach in tennis that tennis is a dance. When I say that to you, Kenna, Can you maybe talk to the listeners about what ballet really takes to not only develop, but to thrive in the sport of ballet the way that you have? What does it take? Well, what I have to say is it takes a lot of confidence to get on point because sometimes a lot of people don't trust themselves. And... I feel like, I mean, I'm about to get on point, I believe, next year. You believe or you know? I know. That's right. And so I've been trusting myself more during ballet. And it's actually helped me with, um, you know, my discipline, my self-confidence, a lot of things. And... I feel like tennis could also help me with self-confidence. Yeah, but I want to know, and listen, 
tennis has been a part of your life, mm-hmm. but it's not your main passion. So I would love for you to speak to a very simple question, and then I'm going to ask your sister Adeline the same question, is why do you do ballet? I do ballet because I love it. And, well, since I was three, I've always imagined of being, you know, like Clara or... Who's Clara? Clara is a dancer. Uh, She doesn't exist, but... Um, does she does she not exist, or is she part of something that maybe the listeners could learn more about? Who's Clara? Well, she there's this ballet called the Nutcracker, and I don't think anybody's ever heard of the Nutcracker. Nutcracker's pretty popular, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So maybe maybe tell the listeners about Clara and the Nutcracker and what her role is in the Nutcracker. Well, she's the main role, and. A lot of people that I know have got to be here, and, um, you know, I would love to be here someday, and so... Let's be, let's be honest here. Would you love to be here someday, or do you know you're going to be here someday? Well, I know. Why? Because I've seen how I've improved in ballet, and I feel like since I've improved... I feel like I know I'm going to get there. That's beautiful. Because the truth of the matter, when it comes to your mindset, if you define in your mind what you're capable of, Mm -hmm. you can play that out in the real world. And you start thinking about being Clara now. I I, I feel like there might be a a couple moments in your life where you might have dressed like Clara. You might have practiced like Clara. You might have pretended to be Clara. Mm -hmm. Can you define that experience for the listeners? Well, so I've, I always wanted to be Clara. And when I have days off from ballet, I would always, you know, so I got this Clara gown for Christmas a couple years ago, like two. And I, loved the Claire dress and when I had days off of ballet I would always used to go up to my room I would put on the Claire gown I would get on I would get my nutcracker and I would get my ballet shoes and I would turn the music on on Spotify and I would just dance to it do you think that it's important with this last question to visualize yourself doing something that you have a goal for? Yeah, I've, like, uh, when I was dancing, I just imagined that that I was on stage, like, and I didn't have the mindset that I wasn't going to be Clara one day because I know in my heart that if I keep on trusting myself, I'm going to get there. So, Adeline, when it comes to some of your goals and ambitions with tennis, you've had a lot of breakthroughs, including really an awesome summer last summer, being able to be a junior team tennis champion. But more importantly, 
you've been able to, over these last few months, start committing and trusting yourself to hit the ball. And a lot of our time on the court has been you kind of redefining what your capabilities are. So I would love for you to share with the listeners some of the goals you have for tennis and what are some of the proudest moments you've had so far in the sport? One of my goals is to be in a professional tennis match, Wimbledon, the Australian Open. I think that would be an amazing thing. In fact, last year I got to go to an Indian Wells tournament with my family out in California, and I got to see some of the greatest tennis players, Carlos Alcaraz, all these really cool, like actually famous tennis players. What did it mean to you to be in that environment of professional tennis? What was it like between what you experienced in tennis before that? And then what did it mean to you to see it? And how do you apply it today? Well, Carlos Alcaraz is a really big idol of mine. And he has made me like he... As I see him play on the tennis courts, he has made me be like, whoa, I want to be like him someday. And that has helped me push myself to be better. And that's, I've been hitting way harder lately, like Carlos Alcaraz. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I've been the recipient of those <laughs> hits, by the way. Um, that's what you're talking about, where I've been like smashing balls lately. And I think. What helps me smash those balls at your face is having a mindset of I'm going to go out here and work my best, even if it takes all my effort. I have to really put some trust in myself to do that. And I also have to use a lot of discipline to do that. What is the what does the word discipline mean to you? And if you had to give advice to, you know, there's some young listeners that like to tune into the podcast, I would love for you to share maybe some advice on what discipline means to you and how others can apply it the way that you have. Well, discipline for me means controlling other things in life, um, especially my diet. If you want to be a good tennis player, you have to be healthy. That's just a fact. In order to be any athlete, you should be as healthy as you can be. And I have, honestly, I have a hard time with that, especially with, like, sugar. I Wait, have gotten better at that. I've the, gotten better at that. I've you're the better. only I've one that struggles with a sweet tooth? <laughs> I don't um, know. Do you know who you've inherited that from? <laughs> you. And um, McKenna over there, how, how, how do you like uh, a little sweet every now and then? <laughs> so so yeah no continue please i have to control my sugar and that takes a lot of discipline and especially my parents are really good with feeding me healthy food feeding me my vitamins that i need my drinks that i need to keep me a good tennis player and i'm really thankful that i have parents who care about my diet and how I eat, and the way that I perform, because honestly, without my parents, I don't think I would be anywhere in tennis. Mm. 
I think that that's a way that I really, really, really have to discipline myself is Addy, is this going to be a good choice? Should I eat this, Addy? Should you drink this? And that's one of the biggest disciplines in my life, I think. But like I said, without my mom or my dad, I wouldn't be anywhere in tennis because they keep me in shape and they keep me healthy. That's really powerful. And I appreciate you sharing that because at the end of the day, it's a, a kind of a twofold question and answer that we have to ask ourselves when we're doing anything in life. And that is one, are we having fun? And two, is it challenging enough to where we are pushed, but we also see some progression of being able to understand that we're improving and it is a very fine line. And for both of you, I'm going to start with McKenna first to, to wrap up is I've seen ballet be incredibly intensive, not only with what you do with your performances, you talked about the nutcracker, you've been able to do snow white and some other performances I would love for you to talk about maybe what your hardest day was in ballet and how you were able to overcome it. Well, this is probably totally off topic, but uh, like almost, I believe, a couple weeks ago, my grandma passed away. Mm, your grandma or your great-grandma? Great-grandma. That's okay. Yeah, and your great-grandma. It was hard. And... Uh, like so what i think is really important is i asked you a question about something that was hard in ballet talk about why that moment with your great grandma was hard and maybe how it gave you perspective on how you approach life and things like ballet moving forward yeah so um During my intensive, I kept on thinking about her, and it made me kind of sad. How many hours was an intensive, by the way, per day? About eight. About eight? If I had class after that, probably ten. Eight hours a day you were doing ballet? Uh, yeah. Are you crazy? Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) But nonetheless, unfortunately, you you had to pivot because of a family circumstance that Mm -hmm. had you focus on your great-grandma. Continue. And so I just get sad when I think about her. I also feel quite bad for my great-grandpa because, unfortunately, he's living alone now. And it's it's kind of hard for him. So I feel bad for him, but thinking, and tell me if I'm crazy, but thinking that she's in heaven, it really helps me Mm. think about that she's not, like... She's not hurting anymore, right? Yeah. And how cool is it that you can use a life moment, like what you experienced with your great-grandma, to pay it forward... By dancing. Mm-hmm. 
and by going after your goals and ambitions. Because she had a tremendous legacy and being able to pay that forward is really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you sharing that. Miss Adeline, when it comes to a moment you can think about in your journey, it's not easy, the game of tennis. And I think a lot of people don't understand that you lose a lot more points than you win in some cases. And all you're trying to do is just be a little bit above even at 51% of the points to win a match. (laughs) So I know you've faced some difficult circumstances and, you know, maybe you tie that back into some life circumstances, but can you share with the listeners maybe one of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome and how you did it? So I used to play with a two-handled tennis racket. I call it the disformed tennis racket. That's weird. And it would basically be a racket, but with two handles. And this was, I think, a year ago. And when I went to state, I got judged by a lot of the kids. And Why did you play with a two-handled tennis racket? Because that's how I got taught. And I think it was honestly a cool racket. And What kind of teacher did you have? That's weird. I know, right? I had my dad as a tennis coach. I don't know what he taught me, but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I got judged, and that kind of made me distracted, and that's where I also had to practice discipline is, Addy, don't let them get to you. You just got to smash them, smash balls at their faces, and if you lose, that's okay, but if you win, great job, and that was a big challenge in my life. Back to my great-grandma. Now that she has passed away, I know that I shouldn't be sad because she was the toughest woman I know. I Mm. knew. Mm. And she would have wanted me to not be sad that she died. She would have wanted me to celebrate. And she would have still wanted me to pursue my dreams, which is playing a professional tennis match. And she honestly has, ever since she passed away, she's made me more motivated to be better in tennis and better in in my life, better as a sister, better as a daughter. Mm. And that has helped me a lot in tennis. And she has helped me not be insecure about my two-handled tennis racket. Now I switched to a one-handled tennis racket. I still sometimes play with the two-handled tennis racket. You still got that in your bag, I saw. I do. But she's made me more motivated to play tennis and pursue my dreams. And I think that she will always be one of those people. I have a lot of supporters in my family. It's hard to keep track of all of them, which is awesome. Because when you were younger, that was a lot different for you. And you didn't have supporters like I did. So that's kind of where our paths kind of don't cross. Is I have a lot more supporters than you do. And I'm so thankful Mm. for those supporters. But... One of those is definitely my great-grandma, and she will always be in my heart, and she will always keep on motivating me to be better in tennis and pursue my goals. It's well said, and I have one last question for both of you, and I'll start with McKenna to wrap up is, first of all, I appreciate both of you being vulnerable to share about life and how circumstances are above and beyond our own understanding and it can be tough. Okay. But there are a lot of people that are listening right now that are going through very similar circumstances, very similar struggles, very, uh, 
challenging times. And I understand both of you are at a young age. You still have a lot to learn, but you've learned a lot for your respective time in your life. McKenna, if you had advice for somebody that is maybe going through an experience where they're holding on for dear life for a loved one that is is not feeling good, that is sick and not doing well, or maybe having difficult circumstances in life, knowing what you've experienced with your great-grandma, what advice would you give the listener based off of what you've learned? Well, um, it is quite hard when you lose someone, but it helps you to keep going. And What helps you keep going? Just to know that they aren't in any pain anymore or, mm. like, in any sadness, any suffering. And, um, yeah, that's really all I have to say. No, nah, I mean, that's, I think, a, a tremendous testament to it's still new, it's still raw, but for you to... Find positive silver lining in it is important. Yeah. And Adeline, pivoting to you to wrap up. As I mentioned, you've seen a lot. Yeah. You've had a difficult circumstance recently yeah. amongst the family, but what advice would you give the listener that might be going through something similar? One of mine is my faith. If I didn't have my Lord Jesus Christ in my life, I don't know. Well, I wouldn't be here. And... Mm. I would advise you to lean on him because he can help you even though you can't see him, you can't feel him. He is always by your side. And when you are struggling, you do always have somebody by your side, somebody protecting you every night, every day, and every hour, yeah. I would lean on him. And when I go through hard times, I always know that I'm not alone and I have my family. But most importantly, I have Jesus and he can help me with every struggle and every heartbroken circumstance that I go through in my life. And just to know that I have somebody there, not only do I have somebody there, but you guys do too. And you guys are not alone when you guys are going through hard circumstances. And that's really all I have to say is you are not alone. And other people go through hard things. But lean on Christ because he can help you with all your struggles in your life. So appreciative of both of your words when it comes to advice. And as a humbled Dad, it's been such a tremendous pleasure to have both my daughters on the BTB project. Thank you both for taking the time to talk through what it means to be part of discipline and to be part of the BTB project. Yeah, I loved sharing my story, and I hope that my story can inspire you guys. Thank you, Dad, for letting me be on your podcast. Of yeah, course. Thank you.
Kenna, what did it mean for you to be on your first ever podcast? It was amazing. I actually have been waiting for this moment for about two, one week. <laughs> no, I think it's been like a month, Kenna. That's right. Yeah. So I'm glad that I got to do it tonight. It was, it was fun. Excellent. And lastly, ladies, what is the mission of the BTB project? Keep on doing what you guys are doing, and you guys are not alone, and we hope that every podcast that we post and share with you guys inspires you guys. Kenna, what do you think? Well, my advice is that you should never give up, and always follow your dreams, even when you're going through hard times. That's right. Ladies, is impossible nothing? Impossible is nothing. All right. I appreciate you guys joining Such a fun episode to be able to sit down and talk to my daughters about discipline. And there's so many takeaways from what I heard from both of them respectfully talking about their own sports, but more importantly, how it helps them in their life. Despite whatever circumstance you have, whether it's a difficult circumstance or an exciting or positive circumstance, there are so many things that we can learn from discipline. You've heard me often in previous episodes talk about that we are creatures of habit and the habits that we develop each and every day is what allows us to establish discipline, to establish resiliency. And the girls did a really good job articulating that. Listen, if this episode inspired you or a friend as you guys were listening to this, do me a favor, like and subscribe to the BTB Project. I'm going to continue to provide guests and outstanding content for you to be able to continue to grow and to be on mission. If you know somebody that would be encouraged by the episode, give the episode a share. Let's continue to grow and do life together. I'm proud of each and every one of you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. And until next time, take care. Shine